All right, everybody, welcome back to the ninth episode of the Media Buyer's Manual. Today, we are introducing Dara Dini. She is hopping in from Mexico. So if you guys want to give her a shout out doing the digital nomad thing, I'm jealous. I know everybody else listening, probably pretty jealous. Uh, Dara, tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, and we'll get right into everything. Yeah, so uh, my name is Dara Denny, actually, just Aww. a little bit on the accent. That's fine, though. <laughs> I'm, so I'm a director of paid social at a leading advertising agency called Fetch and Funnel, and we, spose, we specialize mostly in e-commerce. So my day-to-day -day is I manage all of our account managers and about 35-plus brands in the e-commerce space. And, you know, the thing that I love the most about my job in our industry is that it's constantly changing. And um, what's super interesting, too, is within the last six months um, in the social media advertising space, my job has completely changed to be mm. all about creative. So um, I'm super excited for this episode and to dive into how to prep for, you know, the upcoming holidays and how to, you know, get your creative strategy on point. Awesome. Awesome. So what we're pretty much, as Dara alluded to, we're going to be talking about creative for the uh, upcoming cyber weekend. Um, for some of our new listeners who are just kind of tuning in, it might be their first uh, cyber weekend. What kind of uh, creative sequences will you be using uh, for ads to grab the initial click to get people to the landing page? Yeah, so I mean, really the overall strategy is trying to use as much video as possible to you know, stop the scroll and get that attention. The mistake I see every single year is that brands will go into Canva, create a Canva graphic, and come Black Friday, Cyber Monday, your feed is just a sea of 25% off discounts and yeah. you don't even really know what's going on. So a big part of our strategy is to add video as much as possible, which is going to really be a combination of, you know, the more produced branded video, as well as adding in more UGC. And if that's not available, then really concentrating on slideshows and then you know, you can even use a Canva graphic, but adding a little bit of movement with the text is another strategy we really like to see, but it really is all about stopping the scroll and video is definitely the best way to do that come holidays. Awesome. Awesome. So that kind of leads us into our next question. It's a little similar to the first one. Um, so what are you going to be using on the landing pages, maybe for some of the banners uh, in terms of creative to get people to make that sale? Yeah, so one of the strategies we're utilizing is we're actually going to be, for one of my clients, we're going to be utilizing UGC not only on the ad, but also on the landing pages oh, in the nice. form of testimonials. Um, and also in the form of, you know, showing how the product works. One of my favorite clients that I work with is an electric skateboard company, and we're going to be utilizing UGC on the ad level that's also going to transfer to the landing page. Um, and they're not only going to discuss the offer, which I think is really cool and unique directly in the user generated content, but it's also going to talk a little bit more about the product and try and give people a little bit more of a curated personalized experience as opposed to something that feels really branded, overly produced, and, you know, just a little too sanitary is the, the yeah. word I'm going to use to describe it. Just something that feels a little bit more exciting. Awesome. That's actually really cool. Uh, I actually wouldn't have thought to use UGC on the actual lander itself, <laughs> maybe like in incorporating video and stuff, but that's actually a really good takeaway. I'm going to maybe steal that one for the future. <laughs> um, how are you going to leverage uh, some of like the fear of missing out uh, to your audiences without kind of leaving that kind of sour taste uh, in the mouth of the user towards a brand. 
Yeah, so this is actually something that I'm talking with a lot about, um, you know, my team right now when we're trying to really iron out those offers. And, you know, we're going to be testing a few different strategies. One of them is letting people know the offer ahead of time. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, sort of the verbiage that's been overused at this point is, oh, like this is unprecedented, X, Y, Z. And, you know, we want to just kind of my overall strategy is to really just level with all of our customers for all of our brands and let them know what's going on in more of an intimate, personalized way. So one way to do that is to give them a heads up about the offer, you know, either on social media and um, email. So then you can then retarget those people yeah. once the offer is actually live. Um, but also another thing we're testing out doing is since this holiday season does seem to be extended, I know Best Buy just announced to the Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal today that their Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal is going to be all of October now. Oh. Um, so another thing that I'm also testing out doing is doing a calendar of offers. So we can do offers that are a little bit more FOMO based or a little bit more um, discount based, um, as well as having more like buy one, get ones. And you know, even though it is kind of a crazy time, it's also a great time to test. And I sort of feel like the rules that maybe existed before where, you know, do a discount maybe on like Thanksgiving and then another one on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like you don't have to follow the same rules anymore. Exactly. So for a lot of our brands, we really are testing out, um, you know, having more offers and having, you know, really the rest of the year um, be the open calendar for this holiday season. Exactly. I really like that. And kind of taking on those micro moments that not everybody is using, going yeah. against the script, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. I actually really like that. That's actually a really cool point there. Um, and also in terms of like fear of missing out, would you suggest to some brands possibly um, doing a, a pre-sale like September, late September, early October, and pretty much saying, hey, we're doing a sale now so that we can restock for Cyber Weekend and we can pretty much prime people to expect we're going to have a restock for Cyber Weekend. Do you think that's a good thing that people can kind of emulate for their brands and similar platforms? Absolutely. And I think, you know, a big concern for um, brand owners specifically is, you know, with USPS and there's sort of problems with shipping in the U.S. right now due to COVID and due to what's going on just politically with mm -hmm. USPS. I think that it's a really, str it's a really strong move to not only do like a pre-offer, but also letting people know like ahead of time about what that shipping could look like. So if you did a pre-offer tying it with, you know, shipping is going to be xyz but if you wait to black friday cyber monday like your shipping might take a little bit longer of course we want it to get there by christmas but um you know just with the uncertainty of the year i feel like tying that kind of strategy with a shipping strategy would be yeah. really strong and also you know ex again in, with that idea of extending this holiday season it will continue i think to have more people purchasing in those lower um in those like lower revenue months like october right before the big yeah month. before everybody expects to get their sales <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually really like that. That's a really good idea, especially on setting that expectation for shipping times um, and just kind of being authentic because nobody wants to hear that backlash of reviews of it took six months to get my product or the product didn't show up, those kind of things. Um, I, that's actually a really great point that you just made there. Um, and then this kind of goes into the next question about what kind of opportunities uh, can brands use for creative to structure different types of creative. Yeah, so I think I hit on this a little bit in the first question, but, you know, I love UGC. I'm, 
I, I like to consider myself as Molly Pittman says, like a real heart centric, um, like marketer. And that's why I really like using UGC because I feel like it is the most organic, um, and, you know, I've been trying to extract like different kinds of UGC that there is to make. Um, some of the ones that I really enjoy are like, you know, the traditional one person selfie shot with the iPhone, giving a review that those are always super strong. Mm -hmm. I also really love unboxings um, as well as, you know, the UGC mashup. So that's like multiple people giving their reviews. Oh, um, yeah. Those tend to do like that last one tends to do really good at the top of funnel while the other two are a little bit better in retargeting just because it does hit at a certain different part of the user journey. Oh. Um, but, you know, for some people, that's really intimidating. It's kind of hard to facilitate at the last minute. And for those people, I always point them in direction of slideshow and GIFs of their best performers, um, as well as, you know, using, again, that text to kind of create or facilitate a movement um, with the product, which could be good, um, you know, pointing out product features or, you know, benefits, stuff like that. Perfect. So, and just to add on to that a little bit, what could brands do to utilize their existing creative to kind of put it for Cyber Weekend? Maybe if they don't have the budget, uh, I know some people listening, they're smaller brands just launching and they might not have access to even have models yet or something like that. Um, also just with things going on in California, just things are crazy. Right. What would you kind of suggest um, to those brands to kind of make it work for Cyber Weekend? Yeah, so number one, um, I understand the intimidation and it's really like really my biggest goal as someone who's more public in the paid social space to show people that you just need to experiment and you can get better at doing video, you can get better at developing this kind of creative. Mm -hmm. And for those people, you know, I really do just recommend, you know, open up Canva and start creating different kinds of slides that you could then put into slideshows or GIFs. Um, you know, you can utilize different parts of, you know, different copy that you would think traditionally would be more like on the text portion of the ad, but put that directly on the creative, try something new, yeah. um, just to create that movement. And another strategy I've been begging my founders to do, and I've got a few of them to do is for when someone views your product or adds to cart, I actually really like having the founder jump on a, an iPhone and do a really quick 30 second, hey, you know what, I saw you added to cart, you didn't, you didn't actually make the purchase, that's totally fine. Here's who I am, here's why I created the product, here's your special discount. And I've run that test a few times and it's done really, really well. Um, I like that. So I think that that, you know, is something that even I've been testing for my agency Fetch and Funnel. There's, if you guys go to the website, you'll be retargeted with my face in your social feeds for an article that I wrote a few months ago, um, just to, you know, practice what I preach. But an easy way to do this too would be to jump on Instagram stories. You don't have to upload it. Mm -hmm. download it and then you can actually have you know the text pop up and because people recognize some of those texts from instagram stories people stop the scroll and they're like whoa 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 wait what's this this looks it's, far too familiar even though yeah, it could and it feels too bad or something yeah and like when you show your face too and i know that is the intimidation point that yeah. is you know the stopper the blocker for some people if you really do feel like that you know just pretend like you're on instagram stories take pictures, take videos and GIFs of your, of your product, um, and be sure to have some of the headlines and the text that you would use in Instagram stories, download it, do a hack job of an edit, and then upload it. That stuff is really, really working these days. I love it. And also like to add on to that, it doesn't have to be perfect production value, something no. like that, because sometimes those scrappy videos do so much better. Yeah. 
It's just, it's something that's so counterintuitive, but like the more you test it, I found like the scrappiness, it just adds like that authentic level to your ad and to your brand. Like, oh, they're not paying a $10,000 video, even though some people, I don't know, might do that. But uh, you can do the same thing just from your iPhone and then start from there. And like you said, progress. Um, I really like that. Um, And then in terms of something that we've, you've touched on already, um, what's like the average kind of blend in terms of uh, like a percentage split between still images and video and of the video, how much of that is UGC compared to those branded production videos? Yeah, if, if, it, if it was like the ideal situation for me, I think I'd always have one still image, one branded video, and then two different kinds of UGC, right? One that would be the more traditional um, one person selfie review, either, either in the form of um, a really quick, like authentic review or an unboxing, mm-hmm. as well as like a mashup, which I t- tend to find like really stops the scroll in the top of funnel on the feed. Yeah. While the other two forms of UGC, like the unboxing or the personalized review, those tend to do really well for retargeting because people already have some like sense of the product and they're those kind of things are the things they're already thinking about. Like, what's it going to look like when I get out of the box? And what does like someone who's just like me actually think? Um, one of the, you know, for a few of our products that we're actually testing is using, um, you know, doing a test on both male and female doing the personalized review and mm-hmm. seeing what reacts better to that. And surprisingly, that's a test we're doing for the electric skateboard. And even though you would think it'd be like way more male dominated, we're getting way more click throughs on the female version. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's like you could, I encourage when people are trying to create their UGC and directing other people to create UGC, go a little, like be experimental. It's, it doesn't have to be perfect exactly as you said, just, you know, be creative and look at it as a a big experiment. (laughs) Perfect. I like that. And I also like that you kind of in an ideal world still do use still images. Um, A lot of times those can generate some cheap sales. It's not always going to get the whole portion of the budget, but I, that's that's my experience at least. Um, but yeah, yeah, I really like that. And even though I like you know poo pooed the uh, the graphic with a discount, like I, I would I would test it. If so it works, just, it works. Especially in retargeting, if you have those like diehard fans that all that they need to do is see your logo and see a discount, then that's gonna work fine. But for like cold prospecting, maybe just save it for retargeting. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, so what are some ideas for brands to go about getting uh, UGC, UGC videos and what type of angles, um, you might've touched on them, well, you pretty much have the selfie angle, the mashup. Um, what, what would you go and suggest for people to get those and generate those? Yeah, so actually a big part of like what I'm trying to facilitate with our brands currently is setting up um, ambassador programs. And there are really two ways that I'm directing people to do this. Um, Number one, as like a post-purchase flow on email. So that people who've already bought the product, have already experienced it, you know, get a really juicy offer as a post-purchase flow. Um, you know, either with a discount or free product. I've even done like Amazon gift cards because frankly, if people are creating content for you, that's pretty valuable. And yeah. like, that's not something that um, I, I believe that um, your customer should be doing for free, especially as you're young, you know, mm-hmm. a $25 gift card can go quite a long way in getting people to get in front of the camera. And just, 100%. Because uh, I've done that a number of times and it really does work. Um, 
And then I also, you know, like to link to the ambassador program, like in the footer of the website. Um, Cause you know, some people before they click, they're really gonna go around and that's another good opportunity to, you know, put some UGC right in so that they can see what they'd be making. And, you know, some people, you know, if you're already offering discounts, like if you agree to be a part of the ambassador program before you even get the product, then, yeah. you know, a special discount is another way to not only close the sale, but also like get someone who's already preemptively engaged and thinking about the content they want to create for you. That's very smart. And, um, you know, I also encourage something that I made all of my account managers do is I made all of them make an ad that then they had to run for their clients. So, um, you know, there's that, but I'm also encouraging, you know, a lot more of our clients to just, it, it doesn't, for UGC, I like it to be actual customers because that feels more true and authentic, yeah, but yeah. for things like unboxing, like that can just as easily be done by the brand. So, yes. um, you know, it's all about like showing them what's possible, which is why I really like, you know, showing a lot of the brands that I admire, like publicly on Twitter and whatever, just so that people can see like, oh, I, I can do that. Like, I think I could mm -hmm. do that. And it's that's really... always the realization people have. <laughs> exactly. And it's really moving somebody from state A to state B of what is possible in state B. And yeah. whether that's an unboxing or just how fast shipping arrives and they kind of like, oh, we're waiting. Through, like a cool ad I've seen before was somebody waiting around like in interesting spots that looked like very fascinating to you. Yeah. And they did like a time lapse and it was like 24 hours. And the next thing you know, the product's on the door, guy unboxes it. And I was like, that is really smart and really cool because they give you the expectation of how long it's going to take, but they're keeping your attention throughout that whole thing with like, I don't know, the guy's just in random spots, but I don't know. I thought it was a really cool ad. And I watched the whole thing like three times. I was like, damn, like this is really smart. They just right. <laughs> very authentic and straightforward. And it's also easy. Like the guy, they probably filmed the guy just walking around a pool and then walking around a park and things On like that. On their iPhones, right? Exactly. Like, the best, the best equipment you can have is a mobile device. And fortunately for us, everyone has one. So no exactly. excuses. <laughs> no excuses. You heard it here first. Uh, so who are some great brands that you kind of look at um, that people can check out for that attention grabbing creative that we've kind of talked about today? Yeah. So when I'm directing like people that have a little bit more creative resources, maybe they have access to a videographer or editor. I, I really like showing them um, brands like Lululemon and Athleta for mobile first video templates. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, these these videos are not like shocking and in many ways actually because they're so overly produced i think that you'll miss them on the feed but the reason why i like sharing them is because they broke down their video templates into a way that's really easy for other brands to recreate hmm. you know they they're made for mobile they have the logo within the first five seconds they're you know this a nine to 16 ratio they only last five to five, 15 seconds and they have quick movement to stop, stop stop the scroll and they're made for sound off so i feel like i like sharing those not because the content is particularly moving but because it's really easy to replicate for mm -hmm. any other brand um and then as far as other brands where you know i always stop the scroll and i, I always love you know taking screenshots or you know even screen recordings are brands like lalo and mockingbird those are both d2c baby brands yeah. and they both really nailed how to do video content that feels a little bit more engaging by you know lalo they really like adding text um and making the movement come from that text while pointing out different features of the brands and mockingbird is doing this really dope thing right 
right now where they are actually simulating texting conversations with SMS as an overlay um, of some of their UGC content, which I think is super smart. And I really love to see that kind of movement because I always love using um, text messages for like Instagram stories placements because yeah. people see it and they immediately identify with it. And they're like, wait, that's, that's like what I see when I'm texting. So yeah. I think that's like a really cool hack that they've done. Um, and for UGC, my favorite brands to look at are things like Bali Body and um, Zala Hair Extensions. Those are both like two brands that are for women um, in the D2C beauty space. And honestly, I love it because they don't complicate it. They use Fair. TikToks. They use, um, you know, selfie style reviews. They For Bali Body, that's a self-tanning um, brand. And they literally just have these girls like show themselves like putting self tanner on and of course you're gonna you're gonna stop because you're like like what is going on yeah. here but when they do the mashup and then when they overlay with an offer or when they overlay with the features and like benefits it really does like facilitate this experience where you're like hmm i like i i, I am very very pale and every time i see their brand i'm like i could do that like that's it's so easy because i feel like some products you think that's going to be more difficult than it's not yes then with Zala hair extensions, they do a really good job of um, showing before and afters using the um, Instagram stories text overlay. So I, I love seeing that kind of stuff because number one, it's really easy to recreate and it just shows you in a little bit more of an engaging way, like, you know, like why is Ariana Grande's hair so amazing? And it's like not necessarily because she has that much hair is because she has extensions and being able to see that like kind of come mm -hmm. to life in an ad is like, oh, when you, when you can facilitate the oh moment with your yeah. client, that's like. That breakthrough factor. That's, that's the that's, conversion point. <laughs> mm, I like that. You've just made me go, oh, in my head like that. Okay. Right? Oh. This is, that's very smart. I know, but that's, that's the point. Like also, like you said, simplicity sells like. Yeah. Something very simple. It's very plug and play um, in terms of not exactly um, simple to create, but it's, it's a structured um, scenario where you can just literally make creative every single time using this template. And I wouldn't suggest to do it every single time, yeah. um, but like mix it up after a month or so and then go from there and try something else. Um, a lot of times the first five seconds, like you mentioned, is that crucial point of a video, whether yeah. somebody will actually watch and stop or continue with their scrolling. Um, so yeah. I really like that. And we will have those brands all down below in the comments, the mentions, everything, wherever the heck this is going to be placed. Um, so this leads us to our last and final question. How do you see the cyber weekend playing out um, in terms of consumer trends? And how will it, how early will it start and will it be more discount driven and what's something that might separate a brand from that discount driven um, focus that a lot of brands will have? Yeah, so the Cyber Weekend Cyber Holiday has already begun. Um, and that, that's something that's really clear to me now. Um, I was actually on the call with one of our SMS vendors and they were pretty much like, yeah, the holiday season started on Labor Day. And it's totally true because now we're seeing a lot more brands either, you know, preemptively 
getting ready for more of a broader holiday season like Best Buy who will be starting their season in, in October and Walmart and Target and American Eagle have signed on for the same deal signaling that it's going to be a much larger season. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that the thing that people can really do is look at it as a longer season and figure out which discounts are going to be where and how that can sort of tie into not only what's going on on the calendar and what you see other brands doing, but also like what you see your customers doing. I think the number one place that we found success in with our brands in COVID-19 was talking to customers to where they currently are and staying up to date with current events and making sure that you're being sensitive and um, you're not being tone deaf. We were able to actually scale one of our luxury women's wear brands that sell things like $500 handbags and four inch heels during, you know, the peak of COVID and lockdown in March and April, we scaled them by, you know, 300%. And that was because we were talking to people where, where they were at. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in some ways I do see this season being like way more discount driven as opposed to offers driven. But I encourage, you know, smaller brands to look at the different kinds of offers that they can give and also really consider their evergreen offers, which means, you know, any kind of happiness guarantees they have, um, any kinds of shipping guarantees that they have and, you know, shipping offers to sort of intertwine with any objections that people would have from buying from you. And, you know, just put your best foot forward and do some creative that kind of scares you. And exactly. Just, you know, you got, you got to swing. <laughs> yeah. You got to really get out of the comfort zone. If you want those kind of expected um, results that are going to be far and beyond, you really need to test anything that you might think not won't work. Um, yeah. Some of the best ads I've had, I thought, oh, this is going to just shit the bed and have to restart right? tomorrow. And then next thing you know, you wake up after a nice night and you're like, holy shit, this thing just got a bunch of sales feeling good. Next thing you know, you're duplicating in every ad set. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just like test, test, test. You'll find what works. Um, and I really like what you said of just kind of get into the messaging of the moment. Feel yeah. the room, understand where people are at. And from there, you can kind of hit their messaging and their pain points a little bit better. Well, far better. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this has been a great episode, very informative. Even for myself, I've had a bunch of those aha moments that we've talked about. Um, so thank you so much. Um, let people know right now where they can find you and uh, that will wrap things up there. Yeah, so um, you can see a lot of my articles at fetchfunnel.com. That's the agency I currently work with. But I also have a YouTube channel that I try to update weekly. We'll see how much I can do it going into Black Friday, Cyber Monday. But um, I am going to be a lot more creative focused, I think, for the rest of the year, just because I see a really big need for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, teaching other brands how to create cheap but effective content is really a big passion of mine at the moment. So awesome. you can follow me there. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Dara. Thank you. It was great. It was great meeting you. <laughs> yeah, it was great meeting you.